Created I and yet another episode of the Clubhouse and Podcast, a podcast that looks at what's happening in Zimbabwean cricket. Because, as I always said uh, right at the beginning of the first episode that we ever did, like you know, platforms like Crick Info and so forth don't really give us a lot of um, attention, except if something weird happens and stuff like that, or as an international or something like that. So, I want to give you get in touch with the local game. Uh, I'm just going to give you a rundown of. Uh, What's been happening in the Logan Cup, domestic cricket, a couple of things are going to happen in the next couple of we- weeks. Uh, my, some of my concerns uh, outside performance and a couple of other things as well. And of course, there's that story about Tani Sam Sakanda, which is, uh, which is a sad story. Sad, sad. So let's start with the Logan Cup. Logan Cup has gotten, to, we're getting to the final uh, round of matches. Uh, at the moment, as it stands, uh, this is very exciting for me. It's exciting because of the way these two teams performed last season and they've been able to turn around and, you know, they, they've really been able to turn around. Uh, we're looking at Mountaineers who, have, after the appointment of Davy Houghton last season, they had a terrible season where they had Njabulun as their coach after the formation of, uh, what's, what's the name of that team? Southern Rocks or reformation or reintegration of uh, Southern Rocks, which, remember, had not been playing for a while. They, well... Or uh, also, uh, Tuskers um, had a pretty average season last season. So, see, uh, Tuskers are sitting at the top of the log. They've finished all their games. They won four, uh, lost one, and uh, they tied three of their matches. So they got 53 points. If you're wondering why they got 53 points, it's because they adopt two points for the slow over rate. And then second, uh, Mountaineers with 50 points. So they're the only one. They're the ones who. They're the ones who only. <laughs> they're the only ones. I beg your pardon. Who have a chance of actually winning the title this season if they win their remaining match where they play against Rocks, uh, who are third. If Rocks had beaten Tuskers, then that match would be like yeah, humdinger. But it's still a title uh, decider between Mountaineers and Rocks that kicks off on Friday, the eighteenth of. Um, February rocks are in third and 30 uh, on 30 points they won one match lost two and drew four going back to mountaineers they won four drew one and they uh, the won four lost one and drew t- uh, tied two and uh then we're looking at what else eagles uh, are in th- uh, uh, what position this uh, fourth position there they won two uh, lost four and drew one and finally, the Rhinos, who uh, who have played one, um, I'm sorry, they won one, uh, lost four, and uh, drew two. They're at the bottom of 20 points. Now, Rhinos and Eagles now play against each other to see who takes the wooden spoon, who ends up at the bottom of the log at the end of the season. Uh, Rhinos have not had a great season again. It's, it's just like, they, yeah, I mean, Eagles, yes, they've lost the same amount of matches, but you just kind of feel like, Rhinos need something. I don't know what it is they need, but they need something. Something's got it. Something's gonna have to take place. <laughs> I don't know, but there's something that's got to be done with with, with with rhinos. So looking at performances, um, of course, I often start off with the batting performances first of all. 
at the top of the log, showing that he's a bit different from everybody else. And this is what I always want from my international players. Craig Irvin's played five matches, in which he's performed two, uh, 10 innings, and his highest score of 183. And he has three centuries in the, se in the season and two 50s. Uh, the other person who's got three centuries in the, in the season is uh, Ben Compton, who, t who turns off for Mountaineers. So uh, those are the two guys with uh, three... Is, is, is it Ben Compton? Who's got three? Irvin's got three hundreds and who else? I thought there was somebody else there. No, Roy Kaino. Who's got... No, Irvin is the only one with three hundreds, I beg your pardon. It's the, uh, it's the a couple of other guys who got 200 years. That's Richmond Mutumbami, uh, Ben Compton, Roy Kaia, uh, Takudzo Nashe Kaitano, and Remembrance Nyati. All of them have got um, uh, 200 uh, each uh, for, for this season's Logan Cup. Uh, you're also looking at the at the top of log, as I said, Craig Irvin, five, uh, 10 innings. He's got 629 runs in second position, Mutumbami. With 503 runs at uh, for um, from nine innings, having played six matches, Tanunu was it? Is it Tanunu Makoni? He's in third position in his uh, second se season proper with 487. Um, the, he, the number of runs being he has made in the season, uh, he's got 102 fifties in that uh, in that uh, collection. Um, then he he's got he's uh, he's made four hundred eighty seven. Ben Compton, who I mentioned earlier, has got two hundred and two fifties, having played uh, five matches and performing in ten innings. He's got four hundred and seventy nine runs, a high score of one hundred and nine. Going back to Mutumbami's high score was one fifty six, and Tanu Ramakon is is one twenty nine. Takuza Kaitano is on 109 uh, as his high score but uh, the no total number of runs is 472 from five matches in 10 innings and finally brian Chari, who made 100 whose highest score is 110 not out he's only uh century of the season and he's got a total of 466 runs seven matches and 13 innings now looking at these these uh high scores that people have made um, there've been a gang of hundreds this season, and this is the thing that excites excites me this season. There have been about twenty five hundreds in in the matches that have been played, and for me that is very important because last season in ten matches that were played, there are only four hundreds. So we're looking at twenty five hundreds. That's looking at uh, that's essentially uh, almost just over a hundred for every match. Yeah. Because there've been twenty-three matches, I think, that have been played so far. So that's that's a good thing. Because what we've been struggling with is uh, scoring runs, and that's not been happening often enough. So pretty excited about this because uh, it means that the batting is improving. It means guys are are, are staying in there. They, 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 they're not you're not having a situation where people are just going out for silly shots and stuff like that. So that's pretty exciting for the, for, for 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 me at least in in seeing the. The, the amount of runs. Uh, when I talk about, uh, oh, the highest score this season, by the way, is Sikada Raza, and he made 200, that 226 in, uh, in November, early in the season. He's away with um, the Pakistan's, um, sorry, ba Bangladesh Premier League, where he's at Kulna Tigers, so he, he hasn't played much this season um, in the Logan Cup, and then also away in the Pakistan Super League is uh, Blessing Mzarabadi, who is with the uh, what's the name of the team he's with? Multan Sultans. 
the team that he's playing for. And if you wanted an update on, on Zarabadi, he did not get picked up for the um, what's that? What's that? What's that league? The Pakistan Super Leagues. Um, no, he's in the Pakistan Super League in the IPL, so he hasn't been picked up. But I'll, I'll touch a little bit on that a little bit later. Uh, let's look at the wickets column. So the most wickets taken, Clive. Ma- uh, no. Not looking at the most wickets. <laughs> My dad is a keeper. Most wickets taken is Ernest Masuka with 38. He's at uh, uh, Matola and Tuskas. He's got a best of 6 for 91. Brenda Mavuta on 31 uh, of Midwest Rhinos with a best of 8 for 165. Um, then we... No, no. This is 6 for 67. Uh, this is an in innings, by the way. Uh, Victor Nyawuchi has got 30 wickets with a best of 6 for 27. He's picked up some steam in the last couple of matches. And then Wellington Masakadza, who's been absolutely brilliant, especially since he came back from uh, his, uh, you know, when he went to play with Zimbabwe, the ODIs in Sri Lanka. He's been taking wickets for fun. He's gone 30, 30 wickets and the best of six for 41. Uh, so those are, the, those are the guys who are in their 30s. Uh, everybody else just drops before that. The most dismissals, Nyasha Mayavo with 16 uh, uh, dismissals with 15 catches and a stump, a stumping. Uh, interesting enough, with only three matches and four innings in which he perf- he was he was uh, wicket keeping in that uh, is Reza Shakava, who hasn't played a lot of matches, but he's had 11 dismissals. So he's far out the best wicket keeper we have in the league. Joel uh, Gumbi is what was on 11. Tafazatsiga, Jolot Ngumbi is from Mountaineers. Tafazatsiga for Southern Rocks is on 10. And the young Clive Matdande has got 10 dismissals this season. Uh, most uh, most number of catches uh, this season, we've got uh, Craig Irvin so far with 12. And uh, Chris Kunje with nine, Charles Kunje rather with 9. Brendan Mavuto with 9. Uh, Brian Chari with 7. And Ainsley Love with 7 to round off a top 5. And finally, looking at the highest w- uh, p- wicked partnerships, every partnership except for the tenth uh, wicked partnership has got uh, at least a hundred. The lowest being one hundred eleven runs, which is the ninth wicked partnership. Uh, this week and or this last match day, uh, the 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 third highest partnership was achieved by uh, Craig Irvin and with the Brian Chari. Now, this is interesting about Craig Irvin. He's got three matches in which he's got the highest partnership for different positions. So the third wicket in earlier February, he had a, a, a partnership with Brian Chari of 182. And this recent match, he had a partnership of 201 with Brian Chari for the fifth wicket. And in in, um, in early November, he had a partnership of 146 with Clive Matande for the sixth wicket. So he's got the highest partnership for the third uh, fourth, no, third, fifth, and sixth uh, wicket. Uh, someone else has also got, is anyone else looking at who's got multiple partnerships? It looks like he's the only one. I'm looking at this. No, Roy Kaya for the fourth wicket with Sikandar Raza, they made 213. And for the seventh with Richard Mutumba, Richmond and Mutumbani, they made 204. So, yeah, pretty exciting stuff this happening. So, the, as I said, uh, all but one of those partnerships is in triple figures. So, the, uh, the final round of matches in the Logan Cup comes up this week, uh, weekend, at, at Old Hararians and at Harare Sports Club. So, the matches, that's where they've been paid, played all along. So, now, again, um, moving on to the next thing, um, the sad story about uh, uh, Tadisayam Sakanda. Now, he was touted at some point 
as future Zimbabwe captain and there was a lot of exciting excitement around him when he played Zimbabwe A and he just looked like a complete player when his fielding, his sense of awareness. But my, my own problem with him at that time, as I always spoke about, is that he just never kicked on in as far as his scores were concerned. And he would never, score, you know, it took a while until he got his first hundred. And what it was happening in his life, it just seemed to somehow interfere with his cricket, which is which is why you'd find he'd, he was in and out of the team. He, there was a time he captained um, Ig, uh, Rhinos and also when he captained the team that was from Rhinos the, in the NPL and they did quite well. So, you know, th there is a player there somewhere. There's a, there's, well, there is a talent. And I remember speaking with one of his coaches and says, if Tadisam Sakanda does not make it as an international cricketer proper and become one of the best players, then it was going to be a failure on on our part as 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 as, uh, as a Zimbabwe cricketing community or Zimbabwe cricket. Now that might be true, but he's been. I mean, he's had his personal problems. I'm not going to go into his personal problems because I'm not authorized to speak about them. But but I'll speak about what's in the public domain. The the fact that he's in on sometime in. Um, January, he ran over um, Gwinyai Jungoka. It was an accident uh, because he stopped and then he took him to the hospital and then where Gwinyai Jungoka finally died. And he has been charged with culpable homicide on the basis of the fact that he did not report it within 24 hours of the accident. He only reported it after Gwinyai Jungoka subsequently passed away. Now, He's had problems before when he was Australia. We ended up getting kicked out of Australia where he was playing for a club in 2019. And then he just um, was kicked out of the club uh, because he had, been he had been stopped and charged for drunk driving in Australia. And when I see him, it's a sad thing because he's an affable guy. So he's, he's, a, he's a lovely young man if you speak to him. Uh, he's got his head on his shoulders, but whatever's happened with him is at 27, if this becomes a jail term or whatever the case may be, you just don't know how he gets back into cricket from this. And, you know, you kind of see a couple of other guys who are showing promise from around that period as well. They're beginning to fall off a bit and you just kind of like, I don't know how, how, how this is going to work. It's, it's a sad story because no one wins. First of all, the, the Gunya Jingoka who played one Davis Cup match for Zimbabwe, and he was a son of, incidentally enough, Paul uh, Peter Jingoka. I, I mix them around. The, Paul, Peter Jingoka was the one, uh, yes, the son of Peter Jingoka was the tennis Zimbabwe president. He was brother to Paul Jingoka, who, is, who was the Zimbabwe cricket president at some point. So, yeah, it's it's sad. It's it's really really sad. But because no, there are no winners um, in in this particular story. It's just sad all around. It's just, it's just a terribly sad story. And I'm just hoping that I mean, there's a lot of turmoil. Turmoil, not a lot, but I mean, there's some turmoil in Zimbabwe uh, among young players at the moment. I know it's it, it sounds like I, I'm just worried. I think. I think turmoil was, would be a bit of an ask. I'm just worried for these, some of these young players um, because I think when a lot of us 
were going into school and so forth uh, and and moving into the real into the real world we had a lot of guidance from older people told you that the, hey you got to behave in a certain way or else things can go wrong very quickly in your life and I'm I just don't know whether I don't know I, I don't want to speculate too much but yeah it, it might just be an isolated incident but the alcohol is 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 ear. I mean, so many sports persons uh, across the world, and even in cricket and in football and so forth, have spoken about alcohol issues. Now, I'm not suggesting that he was drunk when a lot of this stuff happened, but yeah, you know, it's still subjudice. We're just gonna check out what happens, but it's a sad story. Now, something I wanted to mention though in I, I meant to mention in the, which is related to this actually, is the fact that when you look at uh, performances, a lot of performances, there's a lot of repeat people who are performing at the best level. Now, that's fine, it it happens, but what I wanted to make mention of the fact is that guys like Nick Gubbins and Will Franey, who came to Zimbabwe, uh, and uh, Ben Compton who came to Zimbabwe came and showed that they were big performers and I, I look at some of the performances from guys like Ryan Burl Tinashe Kamunukamwe who have got international experience and you just kind of look at it and you're like no I, we need you guys to do better and you know they just they, it, it's, it's just it's just disheartening I'm trying to find <laughs> I'm trying to find cute words. It's just not good enough. Okay, guys, let's put it that way. Because if you get some of these guys coming into Zimbabwe and dominating, then you know you should be still getting called. It doesn't. I know a lot of people just say, okay, the league is not that great and all that other stuff. But if you are that good, um, right, you should be coming into the into the league and dominating, like Craig Irvin has done. He's coming. Uh, and he's just shown that he's a class above everybody else. I mean, in in the final match with Brian Cherry, when they put on that 201, they chased down a target of 288. And at some point when it was 89 for four, people thought, okay, Rocks are going to win this. They have they have the bowling attack. They've got uh, everything in their, uh, in their locker to win this. And these guys just battered the day and it rained but the sh- when you look at it Craig Irvin shows that he's a he's a premium player he's a top quality player and for me that's what I want to see from these guys who go f- and play international cricket for Zimbabwe show us that you are a class above show us that you are a little bit special and, and then and then you know you you can't say that you know uh, this league is not that great so therefore i don't feel motivated if you are that good go in and make the big runs show us that you know you should be getting better opposition and so forth and also when people see you make big runs for example they they start thinking oh wait a minute i too want to make big runs so that i can get into the national team but if you're knocking it about with guys who are not even that that great and only ever going to be provincial level cricket. It means that the quality of our international batters and performers at international level is not that great. And therefore, what are we doing? Are we mucking around? Are we messing around? What is it? What's the plan? And it's the same with the bowling. You can see a couple of guys like 
really getting in there and getting wickets and playing well. So, I, as I said, I just really, really want the players of international concern to start showing that they've got that bit extra. If you've played against Virat Kohli in 2016, when he came, was it 2000? No, no, that was in, when did Virat Kohli? 2013 or something like that, that's when he came. Uh, if you played against him, then show us that you've played against a better quality player. 2016 is when Jasper Boomerah and K.L. Raul came to Zimbabwe. So show us that you are that little bit better. You know what I mean? Anyway, those are just my thoughts on this particular issue. I, just, I get really attached when people don't perform. It's just the thing. Um, well, finally, um, we've got the T20 World Cup qualifier coming in the middle of the year. And my biggest concern at the moment is that Okay, yes, we're going to have a domestic tournament, uh, a T20 tournament. And I'm not hearing any murmurs of international cricket coming to Zimbabwe. Um, and I, I think T20 is our, is our, is our weakest uh, format. I think we're a better test team or a better ODI team than we are a T20 team. Not because we don't have players who are capable of T20, but it's just that we just don't have the understanding of the anatomy of a T20 match, which means that when we host the likes of Jersey and Hong Kong, they could spring surprises because a lot of those guys will just hit the ball. What we do have an advantage of is the fact that we've got proper cricket players, people who can play proper cricket shorts, shots. And if anything that we've learned from the last uh, World Cup, the T20 World Cup, is that 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 era in which you just swing at everything has just gone down the toilet. You you can't just swing at everything in cricket anymore. You now have to be able to play proper cricket sh shots, and so that so that you win matches. And the anatomy of of a T Twenty match is not the same. But I don't know if that is necessarily going to be the case because in Australia you you there's an opportunity to, to hit bigger scores with people like England. But having said that, at at the same time. You know that when you look at Australia versus Sri Lanka at the moment, the scores aren't that great. So it's not you're not looking at scores that are, you know, they're not scoring 200 or whatever the case may be. It's just, it's just they're just scoring what they're scoring. I don't know. But I'm hoping that we're going to have matches. Uh, the IPL is coming soon, so the opportunity to play some matches might be limited. Unless we really go and beg Pakistan again for the matches. But what is their motivation for playing against Zimbabwe? Uh, because we've played them a couple of times. And with Ramiz Raja there as the head of cricket for Pakistan, he's not a fan of playing Zimbabwe, it seems. If you look, go by his tweets, it's like, what's the point of playing those guys? So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a difficult situation. I just really hope that... At some point, we're just going to have suddenly a slew of matches. Patches are going to need to be played. We're supposed to play Afghanistan at the beginning of February, but uh, logistics, trying to get DRS and all that other stuff didn't happen on time. Maybe with, with the fact that Afghanistan have only got two players in the IPL means we could talk to them and say, hey, can we have some matches in April, perhaps? Because the IPL is two months long, and I don't think we can afford two months of inactivity. Um so that's not fun. But some good news. The um, Vine Cup, the the club cricket uh, tournament, is starting off this coming weekend in Harare. So we're going to get some club cricket. And you'll be able to follow a lot of the action on the, uh, what's the name of this, uh, on, on the Zimbabwe Cricket app, which is pretty exciting. 
uh, downloaded from uh, what's the name of this place? Google Google Store, Google Play Store, and the Apple Store. So you you can da- da- download the, the 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 what's the name of this? The the Zimbabwe Cricket app. And what that's going to allow us to do, I think, is to see who's performing at domestic cricket and their data. So some of those guys who haven't done well at Logan Cup or whatever the case may be, this could be a chance for them to play some, you know, some, so their way into, uh, you know, what you call it, provincial contracts. Because I think we've not been able to get access to that data in a central place. But if a, if a guy is, if we've got some guys, like if, when the NPL happened last time, there were guys who were able to get uh, contracts at uh, provincial level because they played well at NPL level. So hopefully some guys show their skills there. And I've been calling for the longest time that I want to see more club cricket play being played. And it seems as if we're going to have a couple of, uh, some club cricket being played. Uh, different provinces will also have their content up there. So go and, as I said, I encourage you, if you love cricket, uh, if you want to follow the game of cricket, you, be, you can get it from the source that is Zimbabwe Cricket on the on the app. Yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, that's that. If you want to get in touch with me, I just go to Larry uh, at 3-mob.com. My Twitter is at Kwiriraii, K-W-I-R-I-R-A-Y-I. Uh, if you also want to get in touch with me um, via, via any other social media platform, just look for my name, Larry Kwiriraii, all over the internet. And let's have some fun with it. Yeah? Cool. That's the Clubhouse End Podcast, as I always say from where I'm from, where I come from. My name is Larry Quiridai. I see Luisa Sevenza. Take care of yourself. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.